podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome back. You're now listening to the Dissonomics Podcast. I hope you've had a fantastic week. I haven't had a bad one, to be honest, um, especially in the world of football. Arsenal made top four. Liverpool win, didn't win the league. Madrid didn't get Mbappe. A lot of a lot of W's for me. <laughs> and W's of pure hatred. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Now, of course, this is Dissonomics Podcast. We always promote our previous episodes and the previous episode was episode 252 and that was with the great David Bell from Macrodisiac. Cash note, interest rates rules everything around me. We talk in stock markets, cryptocurrency, inflation, the war in Ukraine, how interest rates has impacted all these things and especially people who want to invest or are currently investing. I think this is a very interesting podcast and of course we talk about things like inflation, crypto, investment, savings, all these things matter with regards to interest rates so make sure you check that episode out and David is an absolute beast amazing 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 gentlemen the previous episode was me talking about Terra Luna a cryptocurrency that went to bleep um, loads of people lost money millions hundreds of thousands thousands I think he had lost 3 million which is absolutely tragic I feel sorry for him and yeah uh, billions of cryptocurrencies wiped out what is Terra Luna what was the plan why I went wrong and I'm going to do a follow up pod with my guy Blockchain Jeff because there may have been some foul play in that so we're going to see we're going to investigate that but yeah make sure you check that out and any crypto questions hit up Dysonomics on Twitter or Instagram Dysonomics pod on Instagram as well or send me an email head at Dysonomics.com um, so more promotionales uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Dysonomics, and also Dysonomics Pond for specific stuff. Um, I'm dropping videos on my Insta page, so you're going to see just news videos quickly in 59 seconds, boom, bam. And I'll drop those on TikTok as well. That's Dysonomics on TikTok as well. Um, Touchdown Fracas, by the time you listen to this, the season will be over. It was a chaotic pod as we went through the ups and downs, the emotional roller coaster on Liverpool City's title quest, the Leeds versus Burnley um, relegation clash on Arsenal Spurs for the top four. Super fun episode. Make sure following Touchdown Frack. And of course, Shut and Chaser. Every Thursday, my episode, Money Thursdays, but there's also a fantastic episodes from Monday to Friday. You can catch on your daily drive playlist. And of course, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give a review, preferably five stars. But if you think you're just not deserving of five stars, yeah, give a review. That's motivation, John saying. And also do the same for Shot and Chaser as well as Touch and Frackers. Now, enough of that. This is episode 253. And I thought there's been two really main news stories. There's been quite a few, but two of the main news stories. Monkeypox and the pictures actually make me itch. So doing a research for this was very difficult because the pictures are butters. And of course, inflation. And I thought... Which one of these mother is going to kill us first? Monkeypox or inflation? So yeah, let's get straight into it. Episode 253. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, what's going on, people? You're now listening to the Dysonomics podcast. I hope you've had a fantastic week. We've had some good weather and I hope long may continue as we're heading into the next month. But of course, we're here to talk about two threats to British civilization, two of the main threats that are not named Boris. 
um, monkeypox and inflation. And we've, we've spoken about inflation quite a bit. So we're going to touch on that um, halfway through the pod. But we're going to start off with monkeypox. What is monkeypox? Yeah, what is this butters thing you've been seeing on your timelines up and down? Monkeypox is a is caused by the monkeypox virus, a member of the orthopoxy, or no, so the orthopox virus genus in the family Poxvirge, Poxvirge, Poxviridae, I believe. Sorry, I can't pronounce these scientific words. Monkeypox is a viral zoonotic disease that occurs primarily in tropical rainforest areas of Central and Western Africa and is occasionally exported to other regions. Yeah, and this is from the World Health Organization. Human monkeypox was first identified in the 1970s, so way before I was alive, and probably a majority of my audience. No offense to those who were alive before. God bless you people as well. It was first identified in the 1970s in DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Shout out my listeners from Congo. Um, in a nine-year-old boy in a region where smallpox had been eliminated two years prior, in 1968. Since then, most cases have been reported from rural rainforest regions of Congo, Basin, uh, particularly in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and human cases have increasingly been reported from across Central and West Africa. So this, we first identified this unfortunate um, zoonotic virus disease, sorry, in the early 70s in Democratic Republic of Congo. Now, and, and of course, it was first seen in monkeys. So obviously, it didn't even, it first touch a human in 1970. Um, so 11 countries in Africa so Benin Cameroon the Central African Republic the Democratic Republic of Congo Gabon Cote d'Ivoire which is Ivory Coast Liberia Nigeria the Republic of Congo Sierra Leone and South Sudan so these are countries that we've seen this unfortunate disease touch base yeah so Central Western African regions since 2017 Nigeria has experienced a large outbreak. So obviously I'm Nigerian, so I'm dropping this knowledge in there. With over 500 suspected cases and uh, and over 200 confirmed cases and a case a fatality ratio of approximately 3%. So if you have 1,000 cases, right, about 30 will result in death, fatality. I don't know why you use 1,000 because you use 100. If you have 100 cases, that's three people who are unfortunately going to pass away. So that's why... That's how you calculate the fatality ratio. The case, the cases continue to be reported until today. Now, the risk of catching this in the UK is very low. That's the gist, as I was reading this from the NHS and the previous information I got from the World Health Organization. So, I'll, this is not don't worry, this is not this is not just vibing this information, right? So, um, yeah. So I was thinking, okay, like I'm seeing this monkey box, monkey pox stuff. I thought this was like a next chicken pox thing. So I did my research, okay, cool. I think I remember hearing about this before in Africa. Okay, now, monkeypox is thought to be spread by rodents such as rice. Rice, sorry, such as rats. Go for, if it feels spread by rice, I would have been had monkeypox. Most of us would be finished by now. Monkeypox is thought to be spread by rodents such as rats, mice, and squirrels. Fun fact, Dysonomics did not know squirrels were classed as rodents. Because <laughs> rodents, I, I just assumed that were not so. Um, they didn't benefit from the Eurocentric beauty standards, shall I say, when it comes to animal kingdom. Um, you can catch monkeypox from an infected animal. 
So you catch this by if you're bitten or you are touched or you touch its blood, its bodily fluids, its spots, its blisters or scabs. So these are the ways that you can contract a monkeypox uh, direct from the source, direct from one of these infected animals. You might be able to catch it by eating meat from an infected animal that has not been cooked thoroughly or by touching other products um, from an infected animal such as animal skin or fur. So imagine you've got like some animal fur but it's from an infected animal that's smoky steel. Monkey, here's another, here's three ways that this monkeypox disease can be spread. By touching clothing, bedding or towels used by someone with the monkeypox rash. So let's say somebody, I don't know, you're sharing a bed with somebody who unfortunately had monkeypox. So, or you use, or you touch some of their clothing, let's say they, their hoodie, or maybe towels they've used, you share the same towel, maybe it's your partner or whatever. You could, monkeypox can also be spread by touching the monkeypox, the monkeypox skin blisters or scabs. So if you actually touch the thing itself, which would be a crazy idea looking at these disgusting pictures or the coughs or sneezes of a person with the monkeypox rash, which we're gonna talk on later. So these are like the three ways that monkeypox can also be spread through a community. According to NHS, you're extremely unlikely to have monkeypox if you, if you, if you haven't recently traveled to West or Central Africa. Again, that can be a point we're going to return to shortly. If you have not been in close contact with somebody who has it, that's touching their skin or sharing bedding, or been recently come back from one of these regions, it's very unlikely for you to have monkeypox. Now, what are the symptoms of monkeypox? So we know what monkeypox is. We know where it originated from. We know the biological explanation for it. We know the history of it. So how can we spot it? Because obviously we're talking about it for a reason because it's touched the UK. So how can we how do we know if we may have monkeypox or one of our family members, God forbid, may have monkeypox? Well, it usually takes between five and twenty-one days, yeah, for the first symptoms to appear. And what are some of the first symptoms? One, a high temperature, so if you're feeling a bit too hot, a headache, muscle aches, backache, swollen glands shivering slash chills or exhaustion so these could be flu-like symptoms these can be almost like malaria-ish like symptoms some of these can be kind of covid symptoms yeah so these are the initial symptoms that could determine um that could signal shall i say that you may have monkeypox now a rash usually appears one to five days after the first symptom. So you remember I said it takes five to 21 days, which is five to three weeks, so less than a week, between a week to three weeks for you to see the first wave of symptoms. Now, after the first wave of symptoms, it could be anywhere between one and five days that the rash unfortunately follows. Um, the rash often begins on the face, then spreads to other parts of the body. Hence why you see the pictures that are not the most aesthetically pleasing, for lack of a better term. The rash can be confused with chickenpox. I remember I had chickenpox when I was like 13 or something. It was disgusting. I hated it. It starts as raised spots, which turn into small blisters filled with, with fluid. These blisters eventually form scabs, which later just fall off. Right. 
So, so for more information for your head tops, the clinical presentation of monkeypox resembles that also of smallpox, a related orthopoxivirus which infection which was declared eradicated worldwide in, in 1980. Monkeypox is actually less contagious than smallpox and, and causes less severe illness. So thankfully, it's not going to be like a smallpox outbreak. Also, vaccines used during the smallpox eradication program also provides protection against monkeypox. Newer vaccines have developed, of which one has approved to prevent for the prevention prevention sorry of monkeypox. An antiviral agent developed for the treatment of smallpox has also been licensed for the treatment of monkeypox. Right, and this is information according to World Health Organization. So the symptoms, just to reiterate. High temperature, a headache, muscle aches, backache, swollen glands, shivering, chills, and exhaustion. And these could be, and this can happen five to twenty-one days after you've been infected, right? And then approximately one to five days after the first symptoms, you're gonna get rashes all over your body. These symptoms clear up within two to four weeks, right? So this is kind of quite a well, short term in the grand scheme of things, well, relatively long term. Like some people dealt with COVID for like a week. This can go on for a good month and a half. The illness is usually mild, and most people recover within two to four weeks. And again, the fatality ratio right now is around three to six percent, which is not tragic, but still a cause for concern. Now we know what smallpox is, where it came from, the history. The likeness to sorry we know what monkeypox where monkeypox came from we know it's likeness to smallpox and chickenpox right but what actually happened because why did dysonomics decide on silent 22nd of may to record a podcast about monkeypox well there is an outbreak early in may around may the 7th a rare case of monkeypox was confirmed in england now mind you remember i said it's usually seen in western and Central Africa, especially in rural areas. So how the bleep did it get to the UK? Well, a patient was found with monkeypox after recently traveling from Nigeria, where they, where authorities believe they may have contracted the infection. Now, what's crazy is that almost like three weeks later, officials are now expecting a significant rise in infection, especially this coming week of the podcast, after it's confirmed that the total had increased to 20 people in the UK having monkeypox as of friday and by the time this podcast dropped on monday they're going to announce the new figures the cause of this outbreak is unknown and there is no obvious connection between those infected to like to a single event according to dr susan hopkins from the uk health um, security agency so there's okay cool there's 20 cases and they don't understand how there's 20 cases because the people who currently have it are not directly linked. No, so for example, of COVID, you see a spike in cases. You can look at, oh, okay, cool, boom. Like maybe even in your like local friendship groups or whatever, ah, oh, boom, there was a wedding, somebody had COVID, cool, hella people had COVID. I think they tracked it uh, one time to uh, the Atletico Madrid um, Liverpool fixture in like January, January, Feb times, no, February times um, 2020. So there was no one significant event where all the people attended, hence why they all have this monkeypox virus. 92 cases have now been confirmed across Europe, North America, and Australia, with a further 28 suspected infections, according to the World Health Organization. 
So we're starting to see it spread across the globe. Of course, 92 cases in the grand scheme of things is not a massive amount, but of course, it's way more than it was before. Belgium has reportedly introduced a 21-day quarantine for those who contract monkeypox after four infections recorded in the country. They're like, no, 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 no. You're not going to spread it. And this ain't COVID where you could do a, a 10-day jammy and uh, quarantine. Nope. Three weeks, me dog. The latest number of UK infections will be revealed on Monday. And Dr. Hopkins told BBC Sunday morning programme we are detecting more cases on a daily basis. So it's hard to see more and more cases. Um, she also said, we know there's a period of restrictions across Europe and we don't know where this infection has come from and how it came into Europe. There's no obvious connection in cases in the UK to a single event, which is what I mentioned prior. So most people who are getting it in the UK have not been to West Africa. They have not been to Central Africa. So we can't say these people have got it from there. So they don't know how it's spreading. They don't know how it's transmitting. They've, they don't know, is it transmitted in the traditional way that we've known it to transmit? Or has it mutated and can now travel through costs, etc.? So because it's a load of unknowns, this is, cause, this is a cause for concern. So that's where we're at quite right now. Like, it's peak. At the moment, the risk the general public is low. They are maintaining that stance. But one unusual finding is that a high proportion of the current cases are are men, and not just men, men who are gay or bisexual. Now, it's likely that this is not due to sex or anything to do with sexuality, um, because the evidence and the science and the history doesn't suggest such a thing. But one theory is that it may be spreading during a social, uh, around a social network. No, sorry, not social network, like it's Tinder or Twitter. A sexual network, sorry. So let's say person A has sex with person B, but person B also has sex with person C. And person C has sex with person... Like, a network of people, right? And the theory is that, obviously, during intimacy, you have direct skin-to-skin contacts, you're up close, people's bodily fluids, da 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 uh, bedding, everything. So this is one of the theories to kind of explain why a high proportion of the current cases are men who are who happen to be gay or bisexual and another thing that i i read was that gay and bisexual men um are more likely to go to sexual health clinics so it doesn't mean that and this is not because it means that they are catching um diseases more it's just a trend they're just more likely to go and maybe it's due to obviously people are seeing the bumps and then maybe they believe, maybe they just going to just get tested because okay i'm getting these bumps when really it's just monkey pox unfortunately so that's what i was reading somewhere i can't remember i can't even quote it so yeah like that's very 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 strange right now that we're seeing it in the uk and there's no direct link we just don't know much yet now how to avoid getting monkey pox do's and this is from the nhs wash your hands with soap and water regularly or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer and only eat meat that has been cooked thoroughly. And here's the don'ts. Do not go near wild or stray animals, including dead animals. Do not go near any animals that are played unwell. Do not eat or touch meat from wild animals. Bush meat, yeah? So if you're going to Nigeria, don't eat no bush meat soon, yeah? Do not share bedding or towels with people who are unwell and may have monkeypox. Do not have close contact with people who are unwell and may have monkeypox. So, is monkeypox going to kill us? On the current scientific and historical evidence, no. The um, the, mortality, the fatality rates 
are not crazily high. I think like yellow fever is like sixty percent, which is absolutely insane. That's why I have to have a vaccination to enter Ghana, for example. And I think because this doesn't spread as madly as we've seen with COVID, the current status is that it's a low risk. But of course, things can change. We don't know the level of mutation. Remember, I told you there's a lot of unknowns. So currently, we don't know. So we can't panic yet. Now, inflation. What is inflation? We've spoken about this a lot. The increase to the average price level of a basket of goods and services over time. That's inflation. It's also a decline in the purchasing power because if the price of everything has gone up on average by 10%, your how much a hundred pound gets you has now decreased because the prices have increased. Right? In January, it started for 5.5%. We're like, God damn, that's high. Then Feb, 6.2%. And then, then guess what? March comes along, 7%. What? April comes along, 9%. Yep, this week's latest figures shows inflation has increased by 9 flipping percent. 9%. Insane. Um, quick ones. Quick ones, quick ones. Hold on. I had notes here. Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, um, back to the point. Yeah, so in terms of what's ha- what we've seen happen in inflation, so the, so the inflation figures for April 22, 2022, inflation rate of 9%. And if you look at the 12 months from April last year to, to April this year, gas has in- prices increased by 95%. Fuel prices increased by 31%. Electricity has increased by 53%. Groceries increased by 6.7%. That's insane. Because the majority of people's wages have not increased by 6.7%, which is the grocery price, let alone gas, electric, and fuel. Absolutely barbaric, right? Should we worry? Well, depends who you are and depends where you are. Inflation itself is actually not the worst thing in the world. The Bank of England targets a steady rate of 2% inflation. However, if inflation is above how much your wage is increasing by then it's time to worry because you are effectively being shortchanged right um rail teachers council workers not massive rail, teachers, rail workers teachers council workers are all about to clash over pay and of course because they will want their pay to go over inflation and that's going to be a very very significant pay rise which is going to be very very interesting Bonuses in a private sector for employees are ensuring that at least some man aren't pay stays ahead of their rise in prices. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, what's interesting about the current situation now is that although we have a record in inflation rate, 9%, which is the highest in 40 years since Margaret Thatcher and who actually launched a campaign against inflation, we're actually seeing a record low in unemployment to a point where there is more vacancies than job seekers. And usually the answer is to recruit people from the European labour pool, but that's a bit muddied, Brexit, etc, etc, etc. And I read this on BBC, um, by the way. Random tidbit. For those who spend 10% of disposable income on household energy, the impact on household budget is far greater than those who are not counted as fuel poor. Which is very, very irritating. The Bank of England's chief economist, Hugh Peel, Warm price pressures were substantial and further interest rates increases will be needed. So we're going to see interest rates increase. And what that's going to do is increase the cost of borrowing, right? Because if the interest rate goes up... Okay, quick one. 
if you borrow 100 pounds, interest rate is effectively the cost of you borrowing 100 pounds. So if I charge you 5% interest, you're gonna have to give me five quid on top of the 100 pounds. If interest rate goes up to 20%, that's 20 pounds. So the cost of borrowing that 100 pound has gone up by 15 pounds. And that's what's gonna be happening over the years. Um, and of course, the more and more interest rates goes up, people who are on a variable tracker mortgage, their repayments are gonna go up. People who are looking to take out credit, whether it be for a new car, maybe to get a mortgage or loan, whatever, is gonna be more expensive now due to the interest rates. Now, what can the government do? Well, well, I won't say the government because the government aren't the Bank of England, but what the Bank of England are trying to do is something called contractually contractionary monetary policy. This is when you reduce supply of money by increasing interest rates, right? Because obviously, if the price of, if interest rates are up, people are gonna realize that credit is more expensive and they're gonna reduce consumer and business spending. And it's gonna, this is actually gonna slow economic growth, which is not the greatest of things because it seems that we're headed into a technical recession, which is two consecutive quarters or six months consecutively of negative growth. Right? Is inflation going to kill us? Yes. At the current state, yes. We had um, the uh, Rachel McLean, the safeguarding minister, earlier in the week, basically say, yo, the long-term way to battle inflation is to raise, is to work longer hours and get higher-paying jobs. The irony is, is she right? Yes. Because it's very the eco, like the government the the Bank of England's response is not obviously translated it's going to take some time, but the irony of a MP to say or minister to say that is that it's not you can't yes that's the solution to increase the amount you earn of course it is because if prices are going up that means your costs are going up so to counteract that you need to increase your income but it's difficult it's difficult otherwise we will be people have been doing that already especially when there's skill barriers blah 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 competition for jobs blah 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 so i thought it was a bit daft for us to say that out loud especially when the conservative government haven't really done much in terms of helping this situation earlier this week we had a vote on the windfall tax a windfall tax which was proposed by labor is a one-off tax levied at a particular industry that have above average um above average profits so as long as the gas industry they're killing it bp shell they're all having absolutely jolly up and some people from the industry some people from select committees are actually in favor of it because they cannot hold it right um i did a podcast on windfall tax went on further details this got voted down 310 to 248 right so there has been currently no real government indication of significant help to battle this cost of living which is of course making people very very angry so yeah, as it stands, inflation is very difficult. There is a raw tip I could give people to battle inflation. It's just long. So, to wrap up today's pod, what have we learned? We've learned what monkeypox is, where it came from, what type of virus it is, who it is disproportionately affecting the UK, and the fact that <laughs> the authorities are very unsure with what's going to happen next. We've also learned inflation is a bitch, inflation is increasing, and there's minimal we could do about it. 
I hope you've enjoyed this week's pod. You know what to do. Hashtag give me the gist. And until next week, peace and blessings, people. Bow. Sports Social Podcast Network.